0: Uh, This is Odin and bringing you, uh, Odin loves you because Odin certainly loves you (laughs) Uh, in a very universal and beautiful sense. Um, I am interviewing one of my favorite humans alive today, um, Kimber. Um, She is my very dedicated designer who is helping me with uh, a brand I'm working on. And this brand has become my entire existence recently. You know, I've really dedicated myself to providing sustainable and ethical and just generally dope amazing clothes for people who are seeking to to live a more conscious existence. And the brand, Saturn Noir, comes from a few different esoteric concepts that I've been exploring recently, um, one being Saturn. Um, Saturn is, in the Greek and Roman tradition, um, the god of the universe. Um, Saturn is all-knowing and encompassing and, you know, everything leads back to Saturn. And noir comes from us uh, transitioning from an age of light to age of darkness. Um, And what that comes from is there's these different, you know, ancient wisdom traditions who believe that, you know, we started our transition from the light world, the physical world, light meaning physical um, and uh, material world, and dark meaning more metaphysical dream world. So a lot of these, you know, the Aztecs and the Egyptians and different wisdom traditions believe that. started making our transition uh, from the light to the dark in 2012 and that we are going to reach that peak in 2021 you know for me this is interesting because there are a lot of signifiers that can point towards you know how that that transition happened in 2012 you know like we can think about the smartphone and different technologies that you know started the our transition from the physical world to the more ethereal dream world but yeah you know, my my intention with this brand being set in noir is to embrace our transition into this world of darkness this world of dreams this world of spirit and I, you know, believe that there's a way to do that with our with our fashion, with our clothing. You know, being able to provide an ethical and conscious and sustainable concept that allows people to be empowered by what they're wearing rather than, you know, being dis- disempowered and, you know, driven to consume unconsciously is, um, you know, really the battle I'm trying to fight, you know, with this brand. Uh, and this brand is pretty unique in the sense that um, all the garments will be handmade um, and made to order. So we will have a a small sample size of different concepts that are available, like long sleeve, short sleeve, you know, the different essential items that everyone will need in their, their daily existence and being able to have, you know, examples of what they look and feel like and being able to take orders based on those samples and having those garments made, you know, individually for that person is what we're seeking to do here. And it is something that you know, could have a huge impact, you know. Like, a lot of a lot of us consume uh, our textiles and our clothing very unconsciously. We, we, we do impulse buying and there's a such thing as, you know, shopping therapy. <laughs> that people feel like they're trying to, you know, fill a void uh, by shopping that... Um, is otherwise not being met, you know, in their daily lives. So it is something that is, you know, happening rampantly in our society. You know, we are consuming, you know, anything and all things, you know, with without the the intention that we we once had, and getting back us back to a mentality that they had in you know the early 19th century or 20th century, the 1900s, of you know, going to a tailor, going through a manufacturer and talking to them, you know, about, you know, the garment that you're seeking, you know, and like having, you know, more of an interaction with the, the workers who are, you know, creating, you know, the garments, you know, and investing and paying those workers a very fair salary you know, to be able to make these garments as, as ethically as, as they can and, you know, being able to source materials that are not not causing more harm to our already, you know, very, you know, traumatized planet <laughs> that we're living on. And uh, it's a beautiful concept, you know, and I, I've, I've spent you know, many days considering, you know, what my, my new life purpose is, what my new life goal is. And, you know, as of now, that purpose is to, you know, get as many people as possible to, you know, be more conscious in their consumption of all things, and especially fashion, yeah, you know, and when, without compromising on a sense of style and a sense of ownership, you know, to, you know, whatever we're wearing and being able to make those pieces as personable and as, as, you know, um, relatable as possible. So with that, I will leave you with Kimber. Um, as always, uh, my... Several books are on Amazon. "Meditate or Die" is my latest project. Um, I'm really proud of that. There's um, "Ghost Army," which is available uh, on Amazon. Um, there's a cannabis coloring book called the Yum Yum Coloring Book. <laughs> there's a Truth or Dare game out there. Um, Odin Bronson is my my name, my pen name that um, I use for my writing. So seek that out and. If that calls you, um, I, I really appreciate anyone who takes the time to to read the rants of a uh, a madman. <laughs> and I appreciate everyone taking the time to uh, learn and support uh, the brand Saturn Noir. Uh, I'm really very very proud of it. Uh, this long sleeve shirt that we just finished uh, the first prototype for is just one of the most luxurious and amazing things that I've ever you know had the pleasure to put on my skin and. I am very much looking forward to the future projects that myself and Kimber are going to dream up and uh, put out to the world. So with that, I'll leave you with Kimber and Mana Supply. Much love. Bye-bye. All right, all right, all right. This is Odin here with Kimber my uh, very lovely designer, and we're talking about fashion today. Slow and fast fashion and sustainable fashion, ethical, fair trade, you know anything that we can be more intentional about with our fashion needs, we're talking about that and uh, what we're working on um, as a, a collaborative project here together. And Kimber, I'll let you introduce yourself. Uh, you work for, you run and operate Man Supply, which is your, your, your company here, and um, i allow you to um, elaborate on that.
1: Awesome. Yeah, Kurt. Awesome. Collaborating definitely for the initiative for slow fashion and a very, well, slowing down fast fashion fields. But right. Can we, can, company, we, can we break
0: down fast fashion and slow fashion real quick yeah, so people are familiar definitely.
1: with? So more of slow fashion in my context mm-hmm. is... Um, you know understanding everything from where you know the textiles are being produced to who's manufacturing with fair ethics mm. and with an eco-conscious mind right is more of slower fashion um, also limited quantities and to have aesthetics that are more suited towards like communities sure. versus the masses sure. is, I feel like a, a big Differentiator for fast fashion and to it, slow sup, to slow fashion. And
0: fast fashion examples would be like H&M, you know, Target, you know, l- larger brands, even like you know, like PacSun, you know, like the smaller like niche mall stores. That's exactly. all considered fast fashion.
1: Yeah, I mean, even fast fashion lives within you know our inner cities. So sure. a lot of local boutiques are even feeding towards fast fashion, uh, just due to the concept of white label. Right. So white label is the concept of purchasing through conventions like magic mm-hmm. and then slapping your brand name or you do the graphics graphic de- design for something, right. slap your graphic design right, totally. on it. That's still a contributor on a smaller scale towards fast fashion even though it's local. totally. So the whole concept of sl- slow fashion is everything is manufactured, designed, manufactured, for niche communities right. with a conscientious mind for every aspect from the life of a garment to the end life of the garment.
0: Totally. And talk to me about like, your journey to getting into fashion and like how you came to be um, so conscious about uh, this being a necessity for, for the world.
1: Um, honestly, when I was like a teenager, we started designing festival wear. Oh wow, yeah, <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would, um, design, you know, intricate, you know, bralettes and, you know, like things that would go with jam band culture or EDM culture for friends and going to a point where producing it for that specific type of community. But I got really interested in the more of um, the ethics behind design Mm -hmm. because I, started designing these specific, you know, ideas and, and promoting them and then noticing that other, you know, fashion, that's what fashion is, it's a trend, so someone sets a trend and then you see it pick up in other ways, but there's no retribution right. back to, um, you know, said original ideas, so sure. I thought that was always kind of a... Nasty. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> concept of like creative design stuff like that. So right, not,
0: not totally transparent, you mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. So you know, even within my own practice, it was like making just for fun for friends, and right. to more of like distributing it within a small music community. Is mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's no transparency, of, like where you're getting getting your merch made right. or. Stuff like that, How so it kind yeah, of yeah. jaded me. I'm sure, yeah, little, totally, for sure. Yeah. So I spent a, a long time um, just really refining what my contribution. That could also be a top contribution to totally. other people that are in the design realm of. Fashion, totally, and
0: apparel, totally. Yeah, and that's beautiful. And, like, and what was your like professional kind of guidance to get that you went from like doing it um kind of, casually work with friends mm-hmm. and for yourself to uh-huh. like actually going to school and you know producing on a commercial scale?
1: Yeah, so I actually got my start at Denver Design Incubator. Oh yeah, yeah. So they're uh-huh. a nonprofit that offers um you know industrial machines, workshops, and education for fashion and apparel. So I started there. Um, I've always been kind of, you know, within the textbooks and self-taught designers mm-hmm. and the mentorships under different designers to get to where I'm at. But even then, even in Colorado, for mm-hmm. example, it's hard. You you know, you're like, oh, I'm a designer. I can do graphic design right. and then put it onto something. And I always thought that was kind of, a weird thing A very small so part I, of the process yeah yeah, yeah. Right. it's an aspect it's like a finishing touch right to totally. something versus actually developing and designing something so with Denver Design Incubator um, you know I kind of got to meet a bunch of different makers that actually have sewn their stuff together right uh, becoming someone that was a member to explore their resource library for sustainable like fabrics and mm. textiles, um, into then transitioning to their community outreach role. Mm. Um so basically outreaching to different design communities and things that can help build a larger vision sure. for the incubator. So yeah. US made small batch right. production from the ground up, um, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like home projects. Right. commercial.
0: Yeah it's project. so beautiful and amazing Yeah, and like yeah. and like you you really uh, opened me up to like the you know I knew a very peripheral you know observation of like you know fast fashion and slow fashion but I didn't really understand it until uh, we started working together mm-hmm. and, and how we started working together was I was inspired by a few different brands um, you know one being uh, a brand from Berlin I stumbled across so these overalls and these overalls I was talking to um, young lady who manufactured them and she was just told me as I mean, like speaking to someone who's you know passionate about their their, their child in school you know so like she was so passionate about the project and i really instilled that in me and i came to you with the, the con- these concepts of you know of trying to do fashion in a, in a different light and try to do it in a, in a way that you know, acknowledges the sustainability aspect and the ethics of who produces it and how it's produced, and and what's the long-term ramifications of these projects being produced? You know, and, and trying to produce you know, garments that will stand the test of time, so that like, we can break the cycle of you know always upgrading our, our garments every you know three to six months or whatever it is.
2: Definitely.
0: Right. And and so, and tell me about mana supply. Like, what what is? Uh, I mean, how did you come to um, doing what you're doing now?
1: Yeah, it's so kind of circulating back to like the beginning story of design and finding my passions for fashion and Mm -hmm. apparel design, you know, there was a need we would see all of these projects. So like, you know, um, the gal in Berlin that had her own business, you know, there's multiple of those within Denver Design Incubator that had these amazing projects, but they were sewing it all themselves. They're semi-patterning things together. There's no automation for it. And that's always, like for everyone is like how do I get it to the point where I'm not only supporting myself but I'm supporting a community of right. people. I'm, I'm getting people paid for what they're worth right? Um, sort of thing so uh, that's where I sort of branched out from community outreach studio director at Denver Design to um, launching my own company. Right. Um, it just was a missing cog and right. obviously there's manufacturers in Colorado that do, um, you know, their own niche stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, a variety They do a lot of sportswear mm-hmm. We're in Colorado. Mm-hmm.
0: Sure, sure, yeah, totally. <laughs> so, yeah. Um,
1: that's a huge thing, but for me, I always um, was driven towards the designers that had more of that artesian mindset. It's not like fashion something or apparel, something to cover your naked body, it's right. self-expression. Totally, totally. So manis supply kind of was born from the lack of, mm-hmm. and then the lack of nurturing sure. and highlighting. You know these concepts that are very small but need to be. You know.
0: Should, should light like, on. Yeah, yeah for definitely. sure, totally.
1: So manis supply means hand supply. So manis is hands in latin mm. and the origin for the name um my i come from a vietnamese heritage and my grandmother came here during the vietnam war mm. so she came here 10 kids you That's know crazy. like boat person was in internment camp in Guam, oh and you know she came here you know obviously there was um, you know, non-profit and religious communities that help support them.
2: Sure.
1: Um, so, you know, they, they made this living, and there was a point where, you know, like, transitioning from, like, a second world country at the time mm-hmm. to, you know, first world mm-hmm. sort of feel it was rough to understand of, like, how do I achieve a numerical standpoint? So she went to whatever department of whatever to figure out oh maybe I need um like assisted living or no um like assisted income sure. and stuff like that and the judge asked her you know how many kids do you have I have 10 kids how many husbands do you have your one right. husband. Sure, like, sure, sure. Yeah. And the judge asks her, she's like, How do you how do you provide for your, your family? She was a seamstress for like a different upholstery oh, wow. companies here in Denver, mm-hmm. Gates uh, like rubber factory, like three jobs making like a dollar or two dollars an hour. She's like she points at her hands and she's like, With these, right. like you work hard to mm-hmm. get what you need. Right. And that's it. Thing with you know like Manis is an ethical manufacturer right. we want to kind of strive towards closed looped and ethical expla- eco expla- explain ego- closed loop.
2: real quick <laughs> closed looped
1: yeah. um, so just having it where we have Transparency. We understand our footprint. It's conscientious right. fashion, mm-hmm. you know? Totally. And that's the thing. It's like sustainable fashion, conscientious fa- fashion, hand in hand, right? Right, totally. But it's more than just sustaining. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, with the closed loop, I feel like that's more of a concept that's easier to understand for like any smaller communities to large communities because closed looped is you understand every transparent process. You you see this is what it is. This is the data Mm -hmm. that comes with, you know, people like Mm -hmm. you and me Mm -hmm. are busting our tails off to design a concept that's unique but also like Understood right. by the like larger communities totally. or specific niche communities or people that don't even know mm-hmm. that that's something there. Sure. So yeah, the thing with closed looped, it's you know, it has that understanding of like there are people working behind something right. that's just you know, made, made more, more like like I said, more than covering our naked body. <laughs> oh no, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't realize the the reality of the closed loop process until I started doing research of like uh-huh. how we consume you know, t- textiles and clothing. Yeah. And some of like the data that I found was something around like 83 pounds a year that we consume, you know, and I guess 11 million pounds uh-huh. um, for, for America uh, of, of textiles and clothing that we consume, you know, and like all these fast fashion companies are perpetuating you know that that concept and you know what oh, you're trying to do with man supply is kind of you know break that cycle and present a, a new ethical formula that doesn't compromise in any area to you know, produce garments that you know are of an artisan quality a lot that allows people to like, feel comfortable that they're they're wearing something that was not built on the backs of people that were mistreated or by mistreating the planet mm-hmm. or mistreating ourselves by not putting fabric on our skin that doesn't honor us as individuals. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a super inspiring model that I'm very happy to, you know, be a part of for sure.
1: Yeah, and that's awesome too. I mean, the, like the first time, I, I'm quite particular when it comes to, you know, even our clientele, because it's like we do everything from new client consulting to brand therapy, so existing companies that didn't know that they were a part of the fast fashion cycle until you visually you speak it and you show them all right well here's here's what you're doing and and how is this any different it's Mm -hmm. just a smaller scale of that but you know for your concept just starting you know all from scratch like wanting to work with you know sustainable products so i like the concept that you like working with hemp versus cotton mm-hmm. cotton even is not as it's much, so much as it's, water yeah. yeah it's so much water yeah. and it's um you know it's in a couple of different yeah. you know like um certification processes for you know like eco fashion clothing is you know as long as it's usda organic cotton you know it's it's deemed as the sustainable sort of Product, right. but uh, I mean, it's a plant-based, which is great. It can decompose, but like for example, um, you know, H&M, mm-hmm. they they're a sponsor for um, the, the Fashion Summit in Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. They use actually a lot of you know USDA, use USDA organic cotton, and have a recycling program for that which is great but honestly for the car even for like a carbon footprint standpoint you know you have this textile that's you know it's done within two or three layers right it's not solving the problem at all yeah it's it's putting a spin
0: a positive spin on the problem yeah yeah exactly
1: so the thing is like you know with with the hemp production it's nice because it's um Usually, with hemp within, like, let's say, you know, your garments that we're constructing, it's uh, 50% hemp, right, and 50% polyester. And right. people hear polyester and they're immediately, you know, like, well, that's not sustainable. like sure. How do you, what do you do to, how does it decompose? What's the, sh- you know, like, how. How do we dispose of it? So that's right. the thing from everything going back to the closed loop and transparency process. It's amazing to be able just to ask the question right. to a textile manufacturer.
2: Totally. Not
1: working with, lia- you know, everyone's a liaison for something, right? Sure. So mm-hmm. But everyone needs to, if you're passing the message on, if right. you're doing that, you know, you, you want to make sure your facts are right and that you know,
0: no, for sure. You know,
1: 100%, you know, like, you know, your materials. Can they be, um, you know, recycled again? Yeah, Mm -hmm. they can. Totally. So that's the thing. It's like, for the fabrics that I choose for, you know, like your brand Mm -hmm. is like stuff that can be it's close
0: loop. Totally, that's the it's, it's difference between going to a farm and picking out the cow that you're gonna slaughter and eat, rather uh-huh. than buying buying it from the, the grocery store and not knowing where it came from. You know, yeah. like working with you is like going to the farm, having conversation with the farmer, seeing the cow, seeing how it's just treated, how it's raised, and like being able to sleep at night knowing that you know what you're you know consuming is you know ethical sustainable and is pr- is not you know taking anything that doesn't need to be you know taken to be produced mm-hmm. so it's a yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful formula yeah, yeah exactly yeah so l- so
1: we're still getting it right right because right? that's the thing it's like for me honest, i'm really trying to get it to the point where we have data is everything mm-hmm. it, it's education mm-hmm. you know totally. to pass on to be like this is an accomplishable thing right um, sustainable Clothing manufacturing, affordable totally. manufacturing, uh, versus having to buy something from China. It's available and it's very much so accessible. Sure. But how is it? You know, it's just like like the arts. Right. You know, it's like you have this painting, but you need that curator to kind of explain why it's relevant. Why it is. It's right. It's a it's a historical component and. People don't even know yet. Right? No, totally. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, it's just creating that shift, you know? And people, it's the same as like when we were in the 70s and 80s, people were consuming frozen TV dinners and, you know, consuming fast food and you know, unconsciously just putting everything in their mouths. You know, I think similarly, we're doing that with clothing right now, and hopefully in 10 or 15 years, we'll be We'll look back on this time but oh yeah we were unconsciously consuming you know all of our products and we did need to like see an evolutional arc to be able to you know find a new path that's you know more ethical and sustainable and allows us to you know be more um you know conscious and you know the actions that we take with our with the things we put on a, on our skin you know which is exactly. huge yeah exactly. You know? yeah so talking about saturn war in general so um we're um essentially i'm just coming to you with my crazy ideas (laughs) and you're making them reality which is like uh what what we're working with here and i i I super super appreciate you you know for that and with saturn noir i'll i'll get more into like the the background of like why i came you know came to saturn noir and um the importance of that in like the intro when i I go back i just want to talk to you about you know how you perceive um this brand being um an impactful Brand for people, for consumers that are able to um, see um, the value in investing in their clothing, you know, that for long term effects rather than, you know, going out and buying disposable, you know, clothing.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, just with Saturn, you are right. The concept that we do a smaller production and not right. even, it's like a sample size production right. and the whole. I, I love the concept, and a lot of companies, or you know, com- people, or you know, brands that are thinking of transitioning need to have this similar concept that you are making a direct effect. Your garments are being presented as I'm representing my this brand, right? It, it, it represents me, right? So it's equal. So having it for its smaller. So Mm -hmm. it's a personalized thing. Right. Like your, you know, your approach from what I understand is, you know, traveling and being able to find someone that's like-minded or inspirational to understand and be able to, um, you know, kind of represent that too. So Mm -hmm. it's a one-on-one interaction versus
0: and we're back <laughs> uh, we got drowned out by the the uh, septic truck outside <laughs> downloading some knowledge um so we we were saying about saturn war and how um the challenge is getting the public to rethink how they see um their investment into their their clothing and their textiles and getting back to a, a formula to where you know similarly to the 1920s 1930s where things were being constructed with 80% of hemp and being constructed in a, you know, a, a, a more on a local level, you know, with your your local tradesmen and going in there and, and giving them, you know, the, your measurements, giving them, giving them your needs, mm-hmm. and then producing a garment based off those of those needs. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to accomplish with Saturn Noir is trying to create that that artisan feel and try to create a, a new uh, a new you know. Um, concept of you know people being able to um, trust that their clothing brand is going to be able to last the test of time
1: exactly so kind of circulating for before our interruption mm-hmm. is like i love the concept that for you and starting off with smaller you know sample amounts and giving it to someone that shares the same passion for supporting a brand that it, everything from conception to The technical design, manufacturing, to you marketing it, like traveling and being able to accommodate that from that small little, you know, might what might seem minute sort of marketing schedules. You're creating something for individuals. Mm -hmm. So, for an investing standpoint, that's the whole concept of the beginning of fashion, it's right. not fashion trends, it's not whatever influencer is being paid to market, right. whatever. The concept for an investment is that there's a lot of intention mm-hmm. being driven into every design mm-hmm. for Saturn New War. Right. So from again, any everything from where our textiles are coming from or fabrics are coming from, from right. the brand, to manage supplies, you know, design development, supporting the job market right. in the U.S. Totally. With that understanding and understanding the intention of our, you know, of our client totally. and general community.
0: For sure. So. And can you speak a little bit about the um, where we're sourcing up, uh, the materials right now? What materials we're sourcing from Canada? Um, the tinsel and hemp. Primarily? Yeah,
1: so the tensile and hem tensile is a man made fiber. Mm-hmm. So it's a plant cellulosic. Plant cellulosic is in um, wood pulp. Yeah, wood yeah. pulp mm-hmm. or eucalyptus, stuff like that. So a lot of tensile too is able. To, it's, it's very regenerative. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to production of the fabric, right? It's a lot easier to to produce and to harvest for
2: as many resources right Mm
1: -hmm. so uh with kendor um they're out of bc Mm -hmm. and they you know really strive on having everywhere from you know polyesters or knits Mm -hmm. to having uh, a blend of that so mm-hmm. having you know um, tensile or hemp based fabrics right. for the consumers so right. more of that eco centric um, fabrics. Right
0: and that is that, that produced in B.C. do you know like the fabrics it, themselves? It varies yeah, so okay it's just mm-hmm. that's
1: that's the hard thing right. so when people ask where where are my fabrics getting sourced mm-hmm. you know it's it's hard to achieve um the last stat I remember seeing is the United States is the uh, like f- third or fourth largest uh, fabric or textile producer. Oh, wow. That's surprising. Yeah. And the surprising thing is um, they own or start here mm-hmm. or manufacture. They have some sort of tie into it being produced in the U.S. Right. But they have their own manufacturing offsho- offshore. Sure. So it's still US based company. Mm, right. But what percentage is being produced? So there's still a lot of
0: gray area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of loopholes to when people, it comes right.
1: to fabric production. Right, totally. So that's the thing is um, you know, as manufacturers we need to expose, hey, like what what are we contributing? So right. for Kendor, it depends. So like the tensile, some of it can be they have a couple manufacturers, so one mm-hmm. process can be in Mexico, mm-hmm. and then another, you know, the refining process is here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, for tensile, you know, really looking into you know, it's probably produced either, you know, it, some in Spain, it right. just depends for like the headquarters. Well, in, in, in the case,
0: no matter where it's produced, it's produced in a way that's in a, in a closed-loop system exactly. and using the wood pulp and cellulose to make, you know, exactly. a, a plant-based, you know, material. So, exactly. you know, for, for you know, for for tinsel in general, it's, it's you know, where, how it's produced in general is, you know, an ethical and sustainable formula as opposed to cotton. You know, cotton being one that you know Mm -hmm. takes an insane amount of resources to produce, and chemicals and other things that go into it, and that is not sustainable. But Mm -hmm. and from and from my research, cotton became you know such a available product because of you know, them trying, you know, in the 1920s you know, and 30s, around the time um, that cannabis became illegal, they were trying to, you know, put, you know push the, the concept of cotton as opposed to cannabis, because there was a lot of interest in, in cotton as opposed to cannabis, and that's a, 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 to hemp. So mm-hmm. that's a big reason why um, cannabis, or, sorry, excuse me, cotton has become so prevalent in our society yeah. today is because of those, you know, misnomers about, you know, the production of hemp and cotton and um, and how that has you know is essentially hopefully going to be flipped in the next handful of years.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like from the beginning, you know, it's people's investment. Right. So if there are more people that are investing, right, um, and everything's being marketed to be a specific direction, you know, right. a lot of that there's no lesser evil than something, or there's no better, you know, with no, sure. everything. That so, but yeah, especially when it comes to hemp production, it was very, you know, sh- shunned and put in the dark right. for that. You know, right. modifiers campaigning, mm-hmm. like having it itchy and you know, <laughs> illegal. Right. It's illegal, right, 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 right. so. t-
0: attached it to drug rugs for hippies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like, exactly. Yeah, the, the whole deal. That had you know. a connotation. Right. To,
1: um, you know to hemp but hemp is something where now it's even being produced within you know the athletic wear market mm-hmm. so wow. they have yeah, yeah. yeah i mean even for some of um you know the original material was like a hemp polyester uh like french terry mm-hmm. you know like that's more cotton stuff but obviously like you know it would be like a um like a french terry that would normally be produced you right. know via cotton mm-hmm. but yeah, through that, it's like they have, you know, now they're, like, becoming innovative where hemp is utilized. It's a blend. It's totally. just, like, tensile. It makes everything it's trans- tr- solu- stronger. Thing. right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So even mm-hmm. cotton, it's still used in a lot of activewear. So it's a cotton polyester spandex blend. As long right. as you have spandex <laughs> <in it>. <laughs> so, <laughs> Totally. So, you know, it's kind of it's silly that, you know, a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, like um, designers or companies that are anti, you know, hemp. Right. how are you anti hemp when you're using rayon? Right. Has, those are all plant cellulosic stuff. Sure. So there's just not enough, you know, for a consumer standpoint where there's a lot of innovation that actually comes with man made fibers. Right. But it's not easily accessible. Right. So, as Companies and as manufacturers as retailers, right. you need to be able to provide, like I like have been saying, the data, mm-hmm. the the information to your to the consumer, because right. it, it is easy, it's it's accessible, right? Especially and with it's the easy. internet, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like,
0: totally accessible. Same, same yeah. with
1: manufacturing. I mean, it's been a hard. Like it's my first year, you know, maybe the first official, I was doing a bunch of independent design and Mm -hmm. sewing work. So now it's to the point where, you know, as a manufacturer, being able to create a voice to make it understood and accept, you know, acceptable and having other retailers not be scared to invest, you know, what might seem like paying for a white label Mm -hmm. garment and having it be $10 versus for a t-shirt versus paying $25 for a t-shirt. So the brands like Saturn Noir, Mm -hmm. it's achievable for mass market to be able to get or for people to invest in your
0: concept. It's just put uh, <laughs> our faith into the people too that, that, that will see the value and in, in this model of operating you know exactly. and t- and talk about your manufacturing here we're in your your studio now and you have a, a beautiful and amazing team yeah. that um, you know that produces all the the magic comes that comes <laughs> out of here so tell me about how, you know how, how that intricacy works here Definitely. in Manas
1: yeah so I mean um, I I've always like my backstory. Mm-hmm. so Originally, the owner of this space, Donna Altieri, Mm -hmm. she uh, manufactured instrument bags. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, she, this, you know, this was her space, and there's been this like women-owned support, local design, manufacture bags, instrument bags here until um, her company got bought out you know Mm -hmm. quote unquote the dream (laughs) right totally Mm -hmm, sure (laughs) for that um but for a while this um building was um you know like vacant for Mm -hmm. a while she she was trying to find the right Mm -hmm. fit, i think Mm -hmm. for that sure sure when i met her and he was like you know we'll be manufacturing she had this like fear in her eye, like, you know, hysteria, looking back at the memories of when she had to manufacture insurance bags. She sees this, like, really loud machines, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. people coming in and out, mm-hmm. and, you know. Chaos. Chaos. which yeah, <laughs> yeah. actually is, like, very much so um, the defining trait of manufacturing it's not glamorous right 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 no for sure like like being a chef like being a chef is
0: like you know romanticized but that's it's brutal work yeah exactly Mm -hmm.
1: so yeah with um, opening launching last year you know it's like being particular I want my clients to be you know conscientious of like you know ethical or you know conscientious Fashion. Totally. So, with mm-hmm. our clientele and for our current production room, you know, it's a lot of, um, with the aspect of keeping it local, mm-hmm. keeping it small. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's something made that, to, that we do. Made to can order, make. handmade. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, we work made to order for like specific clients. We don't work direct consumer. Right. Because, you know, it's like for us, it's hard enough as a brand to do everything yourself, like for a lot of local designers that do everything, themselves, Mm -hmm. it's hard to understand, and I feel like it's not as broadcasted Mm -hmm. when you have to do everything yourself, doing the sewing, everything like that, so we're a resource to be able to provide for different designers, you don't have to do, you know, the not so glamorous stuff, but we, even for this, you know, sewing production, cutting production. We keep it at a limit.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. The you know, over overtaxed routine? Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Talk t- <laughs> you know, t- 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 about your employees. <laughs> like, like I'm an, an environment here. It's like yeah, a very like, family communal definitely. environment here. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, um, my concept for my company. Everyone, a qualifier for working at Manus is you have to design your own stuff.
0: <laughs> oh, wow, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I feel like it puts it in better perspective and makes everyone passionate about, you know, that I work closely with my clients. Mm -hmm. They're babies, so, for them, you know, for my employees, they make sure that, you know, they have their own project. Because imagine now you're growing to the point where, I need help, I need someone to manufacture Mm -hmm. my stuff, or I need technical design work, Mm -hmm. or, you know, like, eco, like a a strong voice for your brand. Mm -hmm. how unique and totally. truly unique it is sure. for that so yeah for my employees um usually you know like 30 hours a week is like kind of the top-off obviously we mm-hmm. have like our production sewers right that'll work a little bit more mm-hmm. but we have everything where it's project-based right versus, um, at the you know, flying at the seat of the pants, you know. Or well, being in a, a so factory in Bangladesh, and, <laughs> yeah, you know, like,
0: exactly. I, mean, I, I mean, I was reading, like, I didn't realize all the horror stories that exist around the manufacturing of textiles, you know, but until I started doing my research, and there's mm-hmm. endless amounts mm-hmm. of horror stories of, you know, of situations where factory workers were put in compromising positions to be able to produce you know blue jeans that will be worn twice, you know, yeah. and, and tossed away. Yeah, yeah, so I mean like so, so for so for me having this, this ethical sustainable and these uh, amazing people around, you know, building this, you know, hand handmade to order is uh-huh. such a, a a huge investment that, you know, um, as many people as possible, you know, you should and you know could, you know, invest in
1: Exactly. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing. I mean, for the start, for all of, you know, everyone we work with, from like doing the custom made to order stuff for Saturn Noir right. to more of like our quote-unquote, quote unquote mass produce. So, right. like, 500 production run. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I, I'm the first one to do the technical design component. Sure. I sew the first sample. Oh, wow. So, it sets mm-hmm. an example for. My employees. Sure, like totally. I'm passionate totally. about these projects. Totally. Right now, it's mm-hmm. it's a vision. Right. It's not I feel like a vision and a concept or mm-hmm. two different things. No, for sure. <laughs> and
0: then being the one to lead people down that vision and be able to like lead by example is, is, is huge. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, speaking of, let's talk about uh, the first uh, concept they're working on, this long sleeve tee. And what's the journey of this long sleeve tee been like, you know, for you? I mean, For me, I, I've, I was inspired by this um, tee I had from Blackscale, a very long draping um, Modal fabric. Um, and this, um, this long sleeve tee that we just produced is with tinsel. And it's uh, the most luxurious and the most amazing thing I've ever put in my skin. <laughs> it's right. like it's my it's my new favorite thing. So and um, really. yeah, t- tell me about like how um, it was like for for you being able to um, c- you know, conceive and what your thoughts were behind this project.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love the whole idea again, kind of fighting against the grain right. of current markets so when people see a tea, they want it to be cotton whatever like mm-hmm. long teeth right. so okay, even for the yeah. intentions for you know um, using alternatives that mm-hmm. then can be cl- like closed looped right. fabrics so that was the main right so the fabric sourcing right was very intentional having totally. the softness um, with a lot of natural fiber man-made fabrics the pilling components so even going through and researching even how it's woven, the softness and the wear. So even within that process, it was um, a lot of intention. Every detail considered. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Totally. So then for the development process for Saturn Orleans brand Mm -hmm. is, you know, the one size fits
0: most Right. Let's let's, let's touch on that a bit. (laughs) So what we're trying to accomplish is a one size fits most um, sample that can be adjusted based on people's um, needs you know, so for the shirt for example with there's reason. With, with, yeah. within reason <laughs> like, with, with maintaining that the yes. sample so it's for the shirt for example is adjustable in three different ways you would say like the, mm-hmm. the the arms and the the hem and like the the shoulder
1: yeah just the art of tailoring right yeah mm-hmm. so we but we have a prefix. Tailoring um, scale right. for you guys mm-hmm. for that. Um, just because, as much as we think, you know, the United States does have unique body types. We sure. have the most diverse out of the world.
2: Oh, really? I that, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, think about it. There's so many different walks of life mm-hmm. contributing towards our society. So sure. I think we have the most unique sizing Mm -hmm. and, you know, we have a lot of vanity sizing, we have, um, you know, like so many different independent clothing brands versus only one resource Mm -hmm. for the consumer to go to for that. So something, you know, with Saturn New War that's amazing is it's this one size fits most, but obviously people... Have different limbs and everything sure, else, and sure. they want to customize it. It's totally. like we said, like Saturn War is, um, you know, like a, a representation of an art.
2: Right. So, mm, totally.
1: well, if you like people, you know, you're displaying this art, mm-hmm. you want to feel confident, totally. you want to make sure that this garment represents you. Right. So having the different, you know, prefix sort of tailoring for that makes it where you're not just Rocking, you know, for someone, me, I'm five foot three. Right. <laughs> Your dad's shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So being able to customize it. And right, a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It and for a consumer to understand, okay, it's... Mm-hmm in the United States we have other things going on mm-hmm. too but you know we make the time and effort to customize something right for your clients mm-hmm. or for your you know friends you know totally. like stuff like that I feel like is a an awesome concept that needs to get back to it totally. you know and that's the thing is like when people buy um you know fitted mm-hmm. clothing sure. you have to tailor it sure. and the tailoring costs are more mm-hmm. so the thing for the structure that we're developing for saturn anymore it's fixed mm-hmm. we're responsible right. for manufacture. manufacturer we're responsible mm-hmm. for how it wears right how it wears as in like you know again elements right. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> environment and then how it you know how it wears as representing
0: you. Right, totally. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. And I love uh, the idea of being unisex also, and of being universal. Yeah, you know, and like yeah. not, you know, you know, we're not working on any kind of seasonal schedule. Also, we're not like putting out a new collection every spring or every every summer every fall. Like we're you know, creating, you know, this uh, a capsule collection that's going to allow people to feel comfortable long term, you know, beyond, you know, season to season. Exactly. And these are these m- long term, you know, investments that I'm seeing it as. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's like from season to season, it's really,
0: I mean, you, know, I you can't, can't keep up. I, I, I've been <laughs> to a lot a ton of different fashion um, podcasts and different blogs and trying to keep up with like how these manufacturers, you know, produce such insane lines every season and it, it boggles my mind you know as I, as I know but, but the kind of intention that it took to make one you know long sleeve shirt so I can't imagine what it takes to make you know an, an entire line of things so definitely like a yeah.
1: like 28 piece. Collection. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's so it's, the thing. it's like everything. All, all patterns exist. That's like right. really unfortunate thing mm-hmm. about fashion. Right. It's to really protect your IP. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you have to be an independent brand, sure a strong voice. Mm-hmm. But eventually, it's like you know, for even patenting your design. Right. It's like unfortunately, overseas we can't protect it
0: oh, unless sure. you
1: have that strong voice and that transparency right you now well for me personally don't like feed towards the honestly the the evil you know evil um, fast fashion no yeah
0: for yeah. sure yeah and like and i i appreciate you know those who uh, take these different concepts and make them their own like i was influenced by the, the people in berlin you know and i I've, i'm influenced by, di- by different brands but being able to talk to you and come to you and you know find a way to make it even more so um, you know maybe making it make these you know the overall concept even more sustainable more more ethical more practical and maybe allowing them to be more utilitarian and being more um, accessible you know to the community here is just creating that formula to allow people to tap into you know this concept that um, we are both you know dreaming up that is able to give people um, empowered through their clothing rather than uh, disempowered by having to, you know, throw away and buy new every so often. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's beautiful.
1: Yeah, and that's what, you know, for the whole idea and I'm glad we share, you know, the same idea I'm able to bring your your multitudes of different yeah, concepts and totally. bringing it to perspective, like a physical right. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like even, you know, for the stylization, um, innovative city, you know, Mm -hmm. um, Amsterdam, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like we're kind of stylizing things for like the city that's really creating innovation uh, within sustainability ethical design. It's bringing, here's the data, here's, you know, here's our transparency with that. So with all of the, you know, like the long T is where very much so, you know, it's, as simple as having it circulate back to the heart of where it came from, right? right? So, and being responsible mm-hmm. for, you know, for the garment.
0: Totally, <laughs> totally, yeah, and just changing, you know, putting a, a, um, a, a formula out there to change the mentality that uh, we have been adopted unconsciously and uh, creating a new, more conscious, you know, reality that allows people to be more empowered by what they wear. Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. And the thing with the concept where, you know, if it, it needs to be altered mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, you will tell whoever has, you know, their own Saturn or design that right. it can come back to here instead of being, you know, tossed away or taken to a thrift store. Right. Uh, which, you know, not not all thrift stores, but a lot of them don't know how to dispose of. Worn or worn, you know, right. or, you know, well, t- like t- oversized, t- misfitting garments. Right, and, know, and, t- we, and
0: touch on how, like, how, like, the reality of recycling garments and textiles.
1: Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I've yeah. Been, I was telling you, in like, a month or two ago, right, right. researched in Colorado companies or recycling companies that can recycle fabrics, and it goes to like a fabric landfill. Right. You know and who knows burned or shredded Which, even yeah. one source where seemed like a good lead they're like yeah we'll shred them and then get a certificate from the EPA um, you know shredded enough yeah it's hard so it's the same as like you know US made fabric right you know uh, how oh, by how much? Right. Like what
0: percentage sure, to sure. with recycling? The tags put, put on hard. in US or yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So
1: it's hard to be like, Oh yeah, it's hundred percent recycle. They're right. still gray with that. There is an amazing company that we're trying to partner with called mm-hmm. Recover Tax and they're out of Spain. Oh wow, yeah, and yeah. Um their processes mm-hmm. for your next travel. Um steps here, but yeah they um they actually have an amazing program where you know if once you're partnered and still figuring out the qualifiers for that right. um, that they recycle it and then turn it into yarn. oh yeah. cool, cool, cool so yeah. that it they work with different it's closed looped mm-hmm. and you know you can utilize that. Something that might have been in like my production or one of your designs being turned into a yarn for um, textile sure. manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Totally. So it's an amazing concept. that's the only one that I can kind of ogling Mm-hmm. Sure. It's, it's not, it's not <laughs> common from what you're saying at yeah, all. Yeah. Exactly. So even for us, you know. Um, we are hoarding all of every scrap sure. that's mm-hmm. made in production. Here. And we're, we're, we're
0: seeking to produce meditation pillows with the scraps that exactly. we're using, yeah. so using them um, as a um, as as, as, a, as a closed loop process and using all the materials mm-hmm. as as much as we possibly can to reduce any amount of waste in, in the production. Yeah. yeah. Well beautiful. Let's close with that. And like, um, what's, what's what's one last kind of concise message about fashion that you would? You put out to people who are considering the idea of uh, switching from fast fashion to slow fashion.
1: Yeah, I mean, just really, as a consumer, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is more of a message I feel like for designers mm-hmm. and for retailers is it's kind of wrong to be able to be like, you know, I'm I'm a local company. Right. It's all marketing, and we need to be more transparent right. and true to what we're trying to put across. Because numerical data, you know, and written information about what we're trying to represent, Right. you know, we're compassionate people. Right. So we'll believe in a concept or a vision totally, for, for sure. some things. So really for retailers and manufacturers to really stick with how am I making an impact for what I'm producing. Right.
0: Transparency and accountability sounds like, Mm you know, holding ourselves accountable and holding our, our companies, our manufacturers accountable for producing you know, you know ethical and sustainable you know projects that uh, and investing in those exactly. right just yeah. be conscientious right totally <laughs> and i was in with one thing that you're grateful for i'll, I'll do the same <laughs> okay yeah. you go first yeah um <laughs> let's see i am grateful for the sun uh, <laughs> uh i get really um uh, not, um not um, I am very seasonally um, um, dependent on <laughs> my mood, <laughs> so I'm very grateful for uh, the sunny day out today. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: definitely. Yeah, something I'm grateful for. People. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. And circulating myself with, you know, yeah, just human beings that are doing badass stuff. Totally. Yeah, yeah, same, <laughs> yeah. same.
0: Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Kimber. I really Thanks. appreciate you so much, yeah. and thank very you. excited to be on this journey of. Um, slow fashion and, you know, creating conscious consumption models for, for the future. Yeah. Hmm? going to rock it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>